Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whenever it is. I hope you are having a super fantastic, amazing morning, afternoon, or evening. This is Robert Golden, Life Transform, and this is Coffee in Christ. If you're new to this podcast, this is my weekly share of a daily practice that has literally transformed my life and allowed me to continue to grow in Christ um, in such an amazing way that it's just manifesting in, in love. And I could go on and on, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, my lovely fiance, Alana, is here with me. Um, so I'm going to go jump right into the podcast as I normally would. She's sitting across the room, so Holy Spirit has us. Uh, we're going to just do this naturally like we do every day. So you probably will hear her voice at some point during this podcast, and that's amazing. How are you doing, babe? Excellent, babe. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Yay. Okay, so let's go to the verse of the day. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Hmm. I think um, for me on that one, that's interesting. That's from Proverbs. Anxiety weighs down the heart. So it's a feeling thing is what I'm getting. But a kind word cheers it up. So I'm almost getting like if you're feeling anxious in a moment, and I can see that where my heart, sometimes my heart will pound fast. Or, you know, it could even be palpable. Physically, I could feel it. But it kind of where it cheers it up. And I think about us, um, you know, if you're going through something or I'm going through something, just being able to look over and get a kind word from you would help with any anxiety that I would have. What do you think? So, sorry for the pause. Um, my mind was going down a bunch of different rabbit holes with anxiety, but it is a feeling overall, actually. It's not like, yeah, it's a feeling. So I think that when you feel anxiety, I mean, obviously, unkind words aren't gonna cheer you up. <laughs> They're right. gonna you, weigh you down. So just having support and others being kind to you can make a world difference. And I love the simplicity of it, you know? That's what I love about Proverbs, too. They're just, it isn't really, you know, complicated. It's just like, okay, here we go. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. It's almost like, yep, sounds good. I think that makes sense. Like you said, there's no downside to a kind, because you know that if you you use an unkind word, that's not going to help it at all. Good stuff. Anything else on that, babe? No, that covers that. All right, let's hop into the plan. I'm going to read that. Rejected, but not wrong. Being in the majority doesn't make you right. Being in the minority doesn't make you wrong. Regardless of how many people do or don't believe something, truth is truth. In ancient Greece, many believed heartburn in women 
was caused by a wandering womb, a rogue uterus bumping into other organs. Not too far down the line, people will look back and laugh at many of our wide, widely held beliefs too. That is funny. <laughs> Peter was writing to Christians being laughed at by their culture. How can you believe a crucified man is the king of the universe? How can you turn your back on the gods we've always worshipped? It's easy to see why Peter keeps seeking to shore up the faith of these early Christians, reinforcing the message of who Jesus is and who they are in him. Peter beckons them, guys, come, look at this. He points them to Isaiah and the Psalms. He shows them how Jesus is like a chosen and precious cornerstone, the most important part of the building. If they build their life and their community around Jesus, the whole building will be solid and true. He is rejected by those who think they know best, but the truth is he is the central figure chosen by God. You may be in the minority, you may feel like you've got it wrong, but you haven't. I tell you what, I've felt that so many times in my life in the corporate world, um, you know, I think in the whole following Jesus world, yeah, generally I think we're in the minority with the people we interact with in the world. Um, so I, I love that part of it. And I love the, the definitive statement. You may feel like you've got it wrong, but you haven't. And that's as I read that, that really enforced me the part about building. If you build your life around Jesus, you're going to build a strong foundation, a strong structure. And it is so, I mean, that to me is just inspiring and um, aspiring. Oh, we've got Knox coming in here. So you might hear from Alana's eight-year-old son. He may make an appearance. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, any thoughts on that part, babe? No, what stands, well, yes, what stands out for me with Peter is like, he had such strong faith, but that came from, they're like, how can you believe, you know, this man who was crucified is like what he is, but it's because of what he had seen and what he had felt. Yes. You know, and just through faith. So that's what I was kind of thinking of with all of that. Hey, Knox, we're doing a podcast. You want to say hi? We're in a podcast recording right now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, can you make... Can you say me... hello? Hi, and can you make me breakfast? Oh, somebody's ready for breakfast this morning. Breakfast. Yes. <laughs> Your PJs Waffles are really coming cute. up. Yes. What kind of waffles are we going to make you? Healthy. And Healthy. What, and what are they called? Do you remember? I don't remember. Yes, Heavenly Waffles. That's a shout out to our friends, Bob and Kathy Haney. You'll hear more about Heavenly Waffles. All right, now somebody will be in there soon to make you some waffles. All right. Yeah, that's good, babe. As we see throughout his letter, Peter keeps teaching them about their identity and role as God's people. They are chosen by God and precious to him. <laughs> Knox's exit, as you can tell. <laughs> They're a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. 
They are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Here, Peter is taking terms from Exodus and Deuteronomy that God spoke to Jewish people to show them their role as his missionary people in the world. He applies these terms to all who are in Christ, Jews and Gentiles. In the coming chapters, Peter will show how this identity and purpose can be worked out in daily life. For now, be assured that Jesus really is at the heart of God's salvation plan for you, your church, the people you meet day to day, everyone. We were just talking about that the other day, yesterday, about when we go out into the world, anybody that we encounter, we can show Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had to go and drop some paperwork off uh, at Layton School, that's one of Alana's daughters, and we had a great interaction with with one of the ladies there that was the notary, and it was just it was just good, and and uh, I think that's what's exciting about being in this world of Christ of Jesus is that you don't have to plan, you don't have to, um, you know, it's not a big deal. You just go out and live your life. And you have opportunities to impact the kingdom every single minute of every single day. Even Knox coming in here right now and that whole thing. Us not saying, oh, you know, and getting all freaked out. No, this is life. You guys know this podcast is all about, there's nothing rehearsed about it. So I don't know where I was going with all that. <laughs> anyway, um, oh yeah. Yeah, so just the fact that every day you can go out and impact the kingdom. Know, too, that you have a mind-boggling, glorious identity. Woo! Babe, how does that make you feel? Mind-boggled. <laughs> you are part of a chosen people. Babe, you are. I know. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's special possession. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. If that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what would. You know, I get all fired up just reading those words, and I think that's what Peter did when he's speaking mm-hmm. to the people here. It's, he was fired up. Yeah, yeah, he was fired up, and it fires them up. Mm-hmm. So here's a reflection Is there a situation or person affecting your confidence in Jesus right now? I would say no for me right now in yeah. this moment of my life, but I think that in the past I would have said absolutely, but that's where, you know, reflecting on who you surround yourself with is like super important too, you know? Yeah, and I would say no as well, and I think we, we had these discussions over the last few days as well. It's it's being able, when you said the word reflect, I love that, because when, you, when you're able to, when I'm able to reflect back, on everything that's happened, it gives me more confidence in Jesus because I can look back and say, wow, like we've talked about this whole transition that we're doing and even the fact that we met, you know, all of this has transpired since basically August of last year, roughly, you know, and all that's happened and how God has worked in both of our lives in so many ways. So the power of reflection and tying it back to your faith and knowing that even through tough times, 
you're learning lessons that are going to help you follow Jesus in a, in a better way. How does it make you feel to be counted amongst God's chosen people, royal priesthood, and holy nation? Unworthy. <laughs> unworthy, yeah, really? Yeah, because we are unworthy. Oh, like we are, I mean, it's so funny because we're always like, I'm worthy, you're worthy, but really we're unworthy, you know, I mean, it just makes me, I mean, it makes me feel excited and like special, you know, but I think you yeah, hit it on the head. Of it. Yeah. I think you hit it on the head because you're embodying the humbleness. I'm unworthy, but at the same time, you said it makes me feel special and excited. Right. So I think that is exactly the dynamic that God would hope for us. We're humble enough to say I'm unworthy of this, but then we're super excited that we are that, that he has granted us that through his yeah. son, Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the right way to approach it. Okay, well done. Thank you. You guys Beyonce. are probably, you're probably Beyonce, I love it. You guys are probably going on here more often because she, states things in a much more eloquent way than I do. So I love that about you, babe. Okay, and here's the prayer. Allow that to soak into you. You are chosen by God, a royal priest, a member of his holy nation. This is who you are all the time, everywhere. I love that prayer. All the time, everywhere. We're just talking about, we've got a trip coming up to Chicago. We're taking the kids there to a Bears game and the Abby's um, birthday celebration. So we were just talking before we started the podcast about that and how we want it to be special. And, you know, we also want to, you know, serve the kingdom while we're there. And I really have a feeling that we're just going to interact with people on that trip that we're gonna be able to share Jesus, not in a obnoxious way, but in a natural way, you know? And I know we're gonna have some stories, I'm sure, we're gonna have some stories that will reflect that. Definitely, we always <laughs> have stories. Yes, we do. And by the way, shameless plug, we, we are gonna launch at some point a YouTube channel for the Hope Couple. Those of you who have been listening for a while, you know what the Hope Couple is, if you don't, we can get you some information on that, but uh, we're going to create some YouTube shorts while we're on this trip. So at some point when we launch this channel, you'll be able to look back and get travel tips and vacation tips, and you'll be able to uh, share in our experiences as we, we are growing in our faith and just sharing the good news wherever we go. All right, let's read some 1 Peter 2. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. To be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now, to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them to fall. 
They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. And man, that's so true. I can just look back in my life, like you were saying, babe, about reflection and wow. When, when I, my biggest stumbles have been because I've strayed away from the message. Uh, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen to that. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You know what's so good is those words are still true today. You know? Mm-hmm. So good. I just love it. Like, like you said, we don't deserve mercy, but we have it today. Right. Woo! Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. You gotta live it, people. You can't just talk about it. You gotta live it. That's the thing that is so cool. All right. Now let's delve into the next the next source. So those of you who have been following, I've been reading through the Bible, or as we call it, the Bible. There's a whole story, there's a whole story behind that that I won't go into today. But I am on Jeremiah 4. Jeremiah is an interesting character. He was he was told by God that he was going to lead a people that wouldn't follow him, that would reject him. So very similar to what we just talked about in, uh, in Peter. So it's so interesting. We're getting that message. I'm getting that message from a couple different sources here at the same time. All right, so we're Jeremiah 4. If you, Israel, will return, then return to me, declares the Lord. If you put your detestable idols out of my sight and no longer go astray, and if in a truthful, just, and righteous way you swear, as surely as the Lord lives, then the nations will invoke blessings by him, and in him they will boast. This is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and to Jerusalem. You know what the cool thing is? We are those people right now. We are the people of Judah and Jerusalem. We're the descendants of Abraham. All of that stuff. So, again, just like I said a minute ago, all of this stuff holds true today. Turn away from your idols, your detestable idols. Get them out of my sight. That's what God talked about. So, again, this is firing me up. Hope it is firing you up. Break up. Firing me up. (laughs) I love it. Break up your unplowed ground and do not sow among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Circumcise your hearts, you people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. For my wrath will flare up and burn like fire because of the evil you have done. Burn with no one to quench it. See, God was like, he took no prisoners back in the Old Testament. Disaster from the north. Announce in Judah and proclaim in Jerusalem and say, Sound the trumpet throughout the land, cry aloud and say, Gather together, let us flee to the fortified cities. Raise the signal to go to Zion. Flee for safety without delay. For I am bringing disaster from the north, even terrible destruction. The lion has come out of his lair, the destroyer of nations has set out. He has left his place to lay waste to your land. Your towns will lie in ruins without inhabitants. So put on sackcloth, lament, lament and wail. For the fierce anger of the Lord is not turned away from us. 
In that day, declares the Lord, the king and the officials will lose heart, the priests will be horrified, and the prophets will be appalled. You know, again, this is so prophetic for even today. Uh, and, I, and I know that that's happening, that's coming. And just resting in, in, in this truth makes living in this world pretty awesome. Then I said, Alas, sovereign Lord, how completely you have deceived this people in Jerusalem by saying you will have peace when the sword is at our throat. That time this people in Jerusalem will be told a scorching wind from the barren heights and the deepest blows toward my people, but not to winnow or cleanse. A wind too strong for that comes from me. Now I pronounce my judgments against them. Look, he advances like the clouds. His chariots come like a whirlwind. His horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us, we are ruined. Jerusalem, wash the evil from your heart and be saved. How long will you harbor wicked thoughts? The voices announcing from Dan, proclaiming disaster from the hills of Ephraim. Tell this to the nations, proclaim concerning Jerusalem. A besieging army is coming from a distant land, raising a war cry against the cities of Judah. They surround her like men guarding a field because she has rebelled against me. And I think I'm going to stop there. There's more to um, there's more to this, but I'm about at time here. So I think my takeaway from this portion that I just read is again God God's frustration, especially in the Old Testament with people idolizing other things and, and I think he really used like physical dominance back in the Old Testament to, to convict his people and to try to get them back on the right path and the, the ironic thing is this path he was, he was sending them on was a path of love and abundance and beauty and joy but because of our flesh desires and our body and all of that stuff you know we stumble into self-righteousness and ego and all of that stuff so the constant refrain of the old testament do not idolize anything above god because that's not a good thing any thoughts babe no i think you summed it up well have no thoughts there or I have thoughts but yeah <laughs> awesome well listen thank you so much for joining me today babe I really appreciate it anytime <laughs> and thank you for joining me this has been Robert Bolden Life Transform Coffee and Christ and remember we've got a challenge coming up I will attempt to put well just just get a hold of me on social media or any of us in the Life Transform team. It's a free challenge coming up September 12th through the 26th. Every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday. Huge value, no cost. Um, we just want to pour ourselves out there and into you to help you understand and realize and uncover your purpose in each of the five areas of your life. And uh, join me on Monday for Chasing Freedom Momentum Monday. It's the other podcast I do. And a lot of this podcast, what day do you do your podcast, babe, typically? 
varies. <laughs> it varies. Once a week. So typically Fridays or Mondays. And give the audience the name of your podcast. Mindset Resets. Yeah, so just search um, for Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. There you go. Mindset Reset with Alana Altland. Listen to her podcast weekly as well. And then join me, us, back next Thursday as we do another episode of Coffee and Christ. Have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening.